0: Hey lovelies, before we get started, a quick update on the All-American dress. Some sizes are sold out and most sizes are running very low. This is especially true for sizes 12 plus, I'm going to say like 12 through 24. As always, if your size is sold out, then be sure to sign up for the waitlist. I am I am anticipating returns, and Lovelies will be notified of restocks in the order they sign up for the waitlist, so the sooner you sign up, the better. I do it this way to avoid the mad dash that is a restock notification when there's really only one or two for, you know, dozens of people. It's... Trust me, it's less stressful this way, so just get yourself on that list as early as possible. If you're not familiar with the All-American dress, it is my most perfect version of the classic denim shirt dress. Featuring a classic shirt collar, flared shape, slight puff sleeve, and gold stitching details, I also included extra considerations for modesty, like an extended inner placket for coverage between and behind the buttons. Oh, and you're welcome! Because it has pockets. Constructed from a durable and timeless dark blue denim, this is your year round go to dress any day of the week. You can view it anytime at ImpactFashionNYC.com. I've also included a direct link in the show notes. Thanks so much for your continued support and enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. and on today's show I talk with an entrepreneur and working mom about balance. She shares why her work only makes her a better mom, why her nanny was the best investment her business ever made, how she moves forward through mom guilt, and responds to those who say her nanny is raising her kids. I don't know Aurelie Berdugo very well, but I am familiar with her jewelry line Noah. As someone who is involved in the female entrepreneur space and always fascinated by the way working women are portrayed, I was surprised at how frankly Aurelie spoke about her nanny and the help she receives on the home front. We sat down to discuss it all in depth.
1: As a little kid, first of all I love this question, it's such an interesting question. Um, I was always very independent, I was, I am the first of six kids. So I think my personality really reflects being the first. Um, always had lots of friends around me, surrounded by great friends, m- like tons of family and cousins. Um, always the one in charge and taking charge and organizing things, whether it's, um, especially at school, you could always like count on to, to, to do things, whether it's um, organizing uh, events, plays. I was always part of every play, always, um, you know, G.O. I was head of G.O. Like Of course follower, all world, this thing. I was always that one that just like does these things. Um, I also had my own summer camp.
0: Really? When How I old was, were you when you started that summer camp?
1: With was 16 years old. I started my own summer camp. Um, it was, it was, it was, I love that experience. It was so, it taught me so much about what like business as a whole. Yes. I was very independent uh, from a young age and taking charge from a young age. <laughs>
0: I have to ask, because I hear such a beautiful accent. Anyone who has heard you talk hears such such a wonderful, melodious accent. I got to ask, where are you from?
1: <laughs> I'm from here, from Montreal, but my first language is French. Um, we're French, Moroccan, my family, and uh, I, my first language is French. I still um, communicate like that with my family. Um, but I, I, I've been living in the state for the past five years, so I didn't think I had such a strong accent anymore. It's,
0: it's still there. <laughs> Listen, I'm from New York. So people tell me that I have a New York accent. Like, a, okay. you know, I sound like a real New Yorker sometimes because it, it just comes out and yeah. it's, it's true a little bit. <laughs> it really is. I have a New York attitude. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's not at all surprising to me that you were an independent kid and super entrepreneurial and all of that cuz most people know you as I don't even know if people know your name. Your name is Aureli, but most people probably think your name is
1: Noah. 100%. I respond to Noah. I like totally respond to Noah.
0: <laughs> so t- tell me about tell me about Noah Jewelry. Tell me, you know, were you always into jewelry as a kid? Was it something that always interested you? How did that get off the ground?
1: So, um I I don't know if I could say jewelry but fashion as a whole I was all, always very attracted to the fashion always saw it as a form of art as a form of expression um, since always I always loved fashion I always loved jewelry I was since I'm young I would always like match my my colors to the color of my jewelry but I didn't really think I was going to end up in jewelry itself funny thing I'm actually a nurse I'm I started I did not start in that world at all um I finished nursing school and I was very much pregnant and as I I as I I, right after I finished my boards I gave her to my daughter Noah and um as you know nursing is like super super long hours and it's just it's it's a very hard job in terms of hours even though it's just three days a week but it's still it's still very long and I didn't want as with a newborn at home I just did not felt like leaving her for such long hours and was looking for something that I could do from home. And my husband was into that like tech world with online businesses and website. And he introduced me to all that kind of online world that you can practically work from home if you wanted to. Um and I don't know how jewelry, I, I, I guess it just it it just came my way. Jewelry and like suppliers came my way and 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 the rest is history. And I fell in love and never
0: looked back. I, I totally hear that. What, how long ago did you start, Noah? Because I, I, what I love about talking about these timelines is that I think that people are like, listen, I had an idea. I found a manufacturer. I sold some things and now it works. And it very, very rarely is that the whole story. So how long ago did you decide, okay, I'm going to do this?
1: So I started in 2019. I think it was 2019. Yes. Um, not so long ago. I started, it's funny. I So at first I was like, let me just try this out. I didn't know what I was doing at all. I started like drop shipping for like not even a month i just opened up a new website it wasn't called no it was called it was called the alchemist it's so funny um it was That's called a the great Al- name <laughs> i know it was my husband that was that name um i start I, I started like drop shipping and it was just like it was nothing like official it was like a little small little thing like that and i did have orders and i remember i was with my 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 brother-in-law and he was like look and actually the jewelry was really nice. But, um, my, I was, I don't know why I remember speaking with my brother-in-law and he was like, you know, if you're going to be serious about it, like you have to do it well, like you have to like go all the way. And then it just hit, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. Like, I'm going to do my own design. I'm going to do from, I'm going to like have a vision and, and take this seriously and, and make it what I want it to be. Like, not just like a little hobby on the side when you're like job shipping and doing all these things, it's nothing official. And then, and then I, I, I took the website down. I started from scratch. Um,
0: and there you go. Did the designing come naturally to you? Like, did you have an idea of the kinds of pieces you wanted to make?
1: No. So I think I, I hit that, that gold trend, um, much earlier than it was like that, that that it was popular yet it wasn't that popular but um, I was just attracted to it I saw it coming from far like from before it was a trend um, and 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 I think I just hit it I, I just hit it with with going into that um, before it started to become a, a, a trend especially with my Selena hoops um, it was like before hoops became a thing everything I think I got a lot of luck because I, I chose designs that were like just at the beginning of, of, of emerging in popularity. I think there was a lot of luck in that as well.
0: Yeah. It's everyone always asks, you know, ask me, you know, do, can you pick out which are going to be the best selling designs? And I'm like, no, never, I can never do it. It's, you know, I just make the kinds of things that I like to make. And it sounds like you have a similar type of process where it's like, I like this, maybe other people will also, and it's so hard to, to like you can't you can never guess these things there is definitely a a lot of luck involved
1: I make things that I want for myself that's what how my designs are born whatever I want for me that's what I'm gonna make
0: if somebody likes exactly things, yeah, I'm exactly, I'm exactly the same way. I'm like, what is my yeah. closet missing? What do is I like? Or if I find myself like always with like a certain type of, you know, if I always find myself whenever I want to go meet my friends for for dinner, let's say, and I'm like, I don't have a great dinner outfit. I'd be like, well, now we got to make one. That's what we have to do. And then, and then going from there, it's always, I think that those are always the best. Cause like at the end of the day, we are our best customers.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, well said. You recently mentioned, um, and this is this was so interesting to me. You recently mentioned that the best in business investment, excuse me, the best investment you and, you know, that you made in your business was your nanny. And I was right. so I was drawn to that for a couple of reasons. I found that there was this huge a stigma is the wrong word. But like I know, for example, that when I was dating, I. Like a lot of people ask me like, oh, when you get married, are you going to shut your business down? I'd be like, no, this is my job. That's strange. Why would I do that? And there's kind of this assumption uh, around that I find, at least around working moms, that being a working mom is great. So long as you're a mom first, so long as like your house has to be perfectly clean and your and and your kids in matching outfits and and everything has to be as long as all of your ducks are in a row at home, then then you can go and work. And you came right out and said the best investment that you made was your nanny. This was also during a time when you were between nannies. So it was a little bit hectic. Right. And and I'm, I'm so curious to hear what your your thoughts on that are, what your feelings on that are on being a working mom. I'm just going to turn the table over to you because this is, I think such an important conversation that needs to be had. Uh,
1: Anyone who, who is serious about their business, who who doesn't want this to be a hobby, who is actually really, really serious into turning their business into an actual business and not just a hobby, um, needs to be able to focus. And for me, investing in a nanny is investing in focus. Um, so many, so, like other people can be washing my dishes and doing my laundry and cutting my vegetables. But no one in my business can be me. I'm a very, very big believer in, in delegating and 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 having support so that you can be yourself for your business and that you can shine. Now this has nothing to do um, with your children. Your children right now, like my children are at school right now, they they don't know what's going on in my house. The fact that I had that I that 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 I'm able to work without any distraction doesn't it? It only benefits them, by the way. It only makes me a better mom. At first, in the beginning, you you are able to to you are able to like to 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 work between laundry loads and between washing your dishes and 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 between like drop offs and pickups. You are you, you're able to manage like that. But if you're really really serious, you could only go that far without having the ability to solely focus. And I do call it an investment because having a nanny is expensive. And, um, and I chose to put whenever you want to make money, you got to spend money. And I chose to, to spend that money into an Annie, because for me, it's, it's, it's the only way that my business can have all of me and for my business to grow, it needs to have
0: all of me. That makes, that makes perfect sense because what you're really saying is that there are things, and I think this is where people get confused. There are things that can be outsourced and there are things that cannot be outsourced. And there exactly. are things like there are things that we do that are essentially chores like you said, you know, laundry, dishes, chopping vegetables. Like those are all things that are that are chores and anyone can it doesn't matter who cuts the carrot as long as the carrot gets cut. Exactly. Um, and in your business, there are chores also. You know, there are things the, the website needs to be updated and the orders need to get backed out and all of those. Those are the chores. But there are things that happen in your business and in your personal life that are not chores that require, like you're saying, this focus. And especially if you're going to be the center of whatever it is, whether that's your family or your business, that's important to be able to, to really be there without being pulled in a million different directions.
1: Mm-hmm. 100 percent And people have this negative. Um, connotation when it comes to having a nanny because it's like you're supposed to, to 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 do it all. But what 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 you really have to like switch your perspective on perspectives on is when you have that help, you can be your best self. You can give it your all to your kids. You can your kids don't don't care who cuts your vegetables or who 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 like cleans your toilets. When 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 everything is in order, when you invest and calm in order, I think it goes like so much further. And again, it is, it is super expensive. And at first I couldn't afford it at all. Um, but I decided to, to put the money down anyways and do it because I saw a vision and I knew I needed to count on myself. And for me to count on myself, I needed to somebody to, 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 to do the house for me.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I totally hear it. How do you feel about mom guilt? Is that something that you experienced?
1: Yes, I do. I don't know any mom who doesn't experience mom guilt. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with having a nanny, though. Um, Like I said before, having a nanny helps me be a better mom. But I do experience mom guilt when I'm not my best self, when I when I lash out on my kids or when I when I scream or when I get angry. Of course, I'm going to experience mom guilt. And I think um, we're very quick in this day and age to say like, of course, it's normal to have mom guilt and 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 to continue, anyways. But I do think that mom guilt is is also like a moral compass, and it's telling you that something needs to change, that. Um, even even in Judaism, like one of, one of the part of uh, repenting and being a better person, you have to experience that, that first aspect of a guilt. So as long as you don't stay stuck in that guilt, I think that mom guilt is, is super important. It tells you where to, where, how, how to be a better person and, and where to, to switch your focus. So I do experience mom guilt all the time. And as long as you are moving forward and acknowledging that guilt and not staying stuck in it and actually... Like doing something positive about it, I think it's it's it means that you're a
0: good person if you have moral guilt. What do you what do you do to help yourself move forward through it? Like you know if if it's something that you're experiencing all the time, how what do you so you know you I love this idea of guilt as a moral compass. That's such a wonderful way of phrasing it because you're right. If you know everyone always. I once heard the best thing that was, you know, it's it's all the good moms that ask all the questions about, you know, is this am I doing the right thing? Is this is this, you know, are the the obsessive moms are the good ones, you know, the ones who are, right. who are thinking about, you know, all of these different. If you're thinking about if you're thinking about what your kids are doing, then then that's that's a good mom. But what? How do you move past it? Because it can also be a paralyzing place. Right.
1: Um, I guess knowing that every mom goes through that and that but also there's no way out but through like you you just have to go past it or else or else you'll you'll just be stuck in this negative pattern and then like it could suffocate you and you just you you won't you 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 won't be able to accomplish whatever you want you you want your kids to be or whatever you want to be as a mom if you're not moving forward I don't think you have a choice but to move forward um I don't see it in another way yeah just to to, to know that everybody goes through that and it's normal but you just got to get through, I guess.
0: Yeah, I hear it. Sometimes we just need to, sometimes we just need to kind of figure it out and see what makes the most sense for us. And that's also where I think it's important to point out that like, I know, like I'll say a little bit where I'm coming from. My mom did not work when we were little. Um, she went to work when I have, uh, I'm, I'm number three of four. Um, and my little brother is three years younger than me. She started working when he was in pre-1A, like when he was in school base, or I think preschool, I don't know, whatever, he was in school. Um pretty much. And that was, that was the decision that made sense for her. You know, that was, Mm -hmm. that was the thing that like, she really wanted to do that. She really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That was all that she ever wanted to do. And even when she took that job, when he was little, when he started school, it was a very flexible job with like very, um, like the hours were, um, like whatever she made her own hours. And as long as the work got done, nobody cared. And she was able to come and go as she pleased. So it was, it, you know, she was still at like all the school plays and that, and that kind of thing. And that was, that was, there was a priority there like that was what was important to her at that time i don't see myself in that light as all at all um i think that i will always be someone who works full time and and always be someone who you know has a lot of projects going on because that's just that's i like you said i feel like it makes me a, a better and more fulfilled person right. and that in turn will make me a better mom like it's just i think that happy people are, hap- are just like better to be around and that's what makes That's, that's what fills my cup, at at least for now, who knows, maybe, maybe that'll change. But the, this, you know, having that compass of, you know, saying, okay, this is pulling me in that direction. So let me make these changes, whether that be a nanny or adjusting work hours or, you know, choosing to space your children a certain way or whatever that means, then that's, you know, that's how every person chooses to, you know, to kind of live their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's an interesting I don't know, it's, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy because the honest truth is, is that everyone has to make their own decisions. And I I do kind of wish that we had a little bit more, like that we were a little bit more open to 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 other people's decisions when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because ultimately it's not, ultimately it's not really any of our business how anyone else chooses to run their family, right?
1: 100%. You do you and nobody, like nobody knows what goes on inside your house. Nobody knows what fulfills you, what you can handle, what you can't handle. So Everybody does so yeah, that. Yes, it.
0: it's it's so true. Plenty of people would hear would you know like would hear you say that you have a full time nanny, and say that someone else is raising your kids. I'd love to hear your response to that.
1: No one is raising my kids. I have a nanny. I don't have another mom in my house. I'm the mom. I'm the one loving them. I'm the one educating them. I'm the one transmitting my values. Um, I did have to to reprogram things as I went to make sure that she s- continues to only be a nanny. It's always like a, uh, you always have to be self-aware of, of, of what's going on to be able to reassess and reassess. I think it's, it's the most important skill as a mom. And because I was able to delegate, I am now able to only work from pickup to drop off. And my nanny stays a nanny. I'm the one doing that time. Um, she helps me, of course, she helps me do whatever I need to do, but I I'm the only mom to my kids that there's just nothing there more to that. And, and if you feel like your, your nanny is doing too much or you're missing out on your kid's life, then you need to reassess because mom is, 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 you have like one shot at it. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect. It's a, it's a constant struggle and it's a constant reassessment. But again, I am a better mom because I am, I'm able to, 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 to focus more on my kids when I don't have like a million things to do on the background. And I, and I also, I'm not a good person when, when my mind is cluttered, when I need to do a million things, when I need to work and clean and cook and do everything at once. And it, my, my kids don't get the best of me. So it, 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 she's not, she's not mothering them for sure. And I'm just being a better mom because she's here.
0: What kind of things did you have to reprogram? Like what were some reassessments that you needed to make, to make this work better for your life?
1: So at first, um, I was the one. At first, when Noah was gaining a lot of a lot of speed and a lot of attention, I was the one um, doing all the orders. I was the one doing everything, everything from start to finish, and um, doing the order, shipping out the orders was so time consuming. And when I used to live in Miami, I had a I had an office, and I had I had to leave the office sometimes well into the night. Um, and that was no way to live. Of course, I'm going to have mom guilt. And for the right reason, I'm going to have mom guilt. My kids needs me at home. So I had to reassess, like, this is just not going to work out. Um, and I, I was able, I think that's the best decision I made this year. I was able to delegate my shipping and send it to a third party warehouse. And they're the one for, for many other reasons. And being a mom, it's, it's better that I don't have to deal with shipping for like every business this it's the best for ever and the whole business and for me being a mom um but so yeah that was a kind of reassessment that i have to do i can't be uh uh uh, at at work until 10 o'clock at night i need to be home with my kids so that's a reassessment that i had to do. wait this is not working out um and i need to make a change
0: and i did see that's the that's that to me is like that's the secret formula right there it's it's this ability to and this is where see okay I've, I've had an epiphany. So let me, let me talk this out. Let me, let me think yes. this out loud because what you just described is a situation where, you know, you had a situation, it wasn't working. You recognized that it wasn't working, assessed how it needed to work better and then when it made the necessary changes. And for every person, I think this is where so much of the judgment comes from because for every person, what isn't working is going to be different and what makes sense to change is going to be different. So I can hear plenty of business owners, for example, using this shipping example, right? What you did sending out to a third-party warehouse, you're letting go of a certain amount of the like control about how your packages go out. And I could certainly hear for certain business owners how they would be, I once heard the funniest phrase, it was like, my product cannot be handled by mere human hands. Like I could definitely hear how for some brands that would be very difficult to do, or would not make sense for them for whatever reason. So they would hold on to that and they would compromise in other areas and hearing, and and that would be what makes sense for them. And because there are so many different places where we can have that give and take, because there is a lot of these questions don't have right answers. That's where the judgment comes from, because my right answer is not your right answer is not, you know, the next person over's right answer. So it, it becomes this whole other, math I guess that we need to do and when people make different decisions than we would have made it 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 kind of naturally involve it invites judgment I guess you could say or just looking down upon or or something like that and and ultimately if we would just recognize that everyone is doing what makes the most sense for them or hopefully or is trying to at the very least we're going to assume in a healthy situation then then you're good like that's that's the most important yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's yeah, it's it's an interesting little it's an interesting way to look at it, I guess. Do you have any advice for working moms whether they work for someone else or themselves?
1: Um I I think we often think we're, we are superheroes and we are superheroes. We definitely are. It's insane what we do, but we all we do have to acknowledge that we're human beings. And that we need support, we need to ask for help, and we need to delegate because something's going to end up giving, whether it's in your business, whether it's in uh, with your kids, like something is, we think we could do it all, but we're still humans. So asking for help, investing in support, and delegating is is for me. From working well, I don't know how, I need, how, how it could be done any other way, honestly. That's what yeah. works. You need a certain amount of calm and order in your head to be for me to be the best person I can be I, I need that calm and I need that order not that it's calm at all or, <laughs> but but imagine if I didn't have that help it would have been much worse
0: I I totally hear that what are some of the judgments that you've encountered like what are some of the like what what are some of the the things that you've come across you know where people just you know judgment? yeah
1: I think that I'm always working oh uh, that's would be the number one that like I'm always on my phone and I'm always working. And it is something that I, that I, that I really try to work on. Like I, 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 I really try to stick to my hours and to, and again, to delegate as much as possible. So I, so I can do other things. That's like, I think the number one judgment, because um, as an entrepreneur, you don't have um, your set hours. You're, you're, you you, you, you're just working all the time. Um, and then other judgments i don't know i guess that's like this whole i, I don't know if I, I if i got that judgment but i feel like i could get this judgment um that this whole like instagram is 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 very vain i guess
0: mm, um, i'd love to, be, to like, talk about this
1: yeah <laughs> um, um that it's that it's uh, that it's yeah it's 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 a lot of time invested in a in a very at its core vain platform now it could be used for so many good things but at its core it's a pretty materialistic um platform
0: do you think that's a bad thing
1: it depends what you do with it it really depends how you use it and how you do with it it's a dangerous platform you get sucked in and, and and not get out it's 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 it definitely has its dangers um but you can do so much good with it and i think we're living it right now in our, in our, in our own community, like with the power of social media is insane. And there's so much good things that come out of it. And also it, it it helps feed feed families. That's, that's insane that people can create businesses out of just Instagram. Um,
0: so I've never thought about that as a positive, but you're 100% right. You, there are people who make their whole living off of, you know, off of this platform and that's, and that's important. You know, that's, that's something that shouldn't be discounted. I personally don't think it's the worst thing that it's a vain yeah, I agree with you. It's vain and it is superficial. And I don't think that's the worst thing.
1: Right. It's not the worst thing. It's
0: not right. I think that, I think that it's also one of those things where there's, there's something to be said for having a space that's just filled with nice and pretty things. Right. You know, that, that you right. can just go to and know, you know, like, I want to see my flowers and my sunsets and my, you know, pretty dresses and jewelry and, and all of those things and just, and have that calming space. I think there's value in it. Obviously you get into problems when you think that that's the real world, you know, acknowledging that it's a world that only exists on your phone is important, but it's, you know, you're right. It's an interesting dichotomy. Do you feel like you've gained something from being on Instagram aside from the obvious, you know, like just growing your business?
1: Um, yes, I, 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 I think having a platform has helped me help and support many causes that are dear to my heart. And that is super important to me. I'm, I'm a big advocate and passionate by na- by nature, so that has been an outlet for me. Um, yeah, when it comes to anti semitism and 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 Israel and the fight for Israel and 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 all and all of that has brought me um, so much because because I feel so fulfilled and I feel like I'm actually making a difference, even though most of the times you don't. But just being able to fight for good causes on Instagram has has brought me a lot. Yes. What do you
0: mean by that most of the time you don't? Because I don't think that's true.
1: <laughs> when it, it's not, not for everything. When it comes to Israel in particular, it's so drowned by so much noises out there that what, whatever you put out there, it, it looks like you're fighting so hard and, and the reward is so little because the amount of, of, of resistance it gets is so, so, so high. So it feels like it's just a drop in the ocean, whatever you're doing. But it is important, and I'll continue giving that drop in the ocean. But I do think there's a lot more work to be done in that in, in that aspect to drown the rest of
0: the noise. Yeah, it's definitely a uniquely.
1: It's very unique. I'm not talking about anything else. Right, Everything yeah.
0: else
1: bring awareness to. I'm sure has much bigger ripple effect.
0: Right. It's it's a very. I don't know. There's something about. There's something. You're right. There's something about specifically when it comes to anti-Semitism or fighting for Israel or things like that that it is. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like we're on the unpopular side of that issue, or or the seemingly unpopular side. I don't know what it is about that.
1: Yeah, oh, I guess I think we'll we'll ever understand. It's the, it's the biggest en- enigma.
0: It's so of, true. It's so our, true.
1: We I don't know if we'll we'll ever understand, but we need to keep the good fight.
0: Yeah. That's so 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 true. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah it's you're right. It's just it's one of those things that just does it. It really just doesn't make sense. Um, and and I have to say that, you know, not touching those kind of very charged issues, whether they be political or otherwise, is a conscious decision that I've made, um, uh, frankly, because uh, I'm too much of a sissy. And I do appreciate that there are people like you who are who are doing it, you know, especially to do that on a business page is tricky.
1: It's tricky and so risky. Every time I open my mouth, I lose like followers the second I open my mouth um do you it's, care it's, i don't not when it comes to something so much bigger than me not when it comes to something like that um not like this is the survival of my people so i really if it, if it hits my business like that's I, i'll take that i'll take that but i just want to see the change and i want to see the purpose but it's a, it's a it's a it's a long road it's a long road but yeah. i shouldn't be afraid either we're so little so we need all of us
0: Exactly. You're right. You're right. You're, you're 100% right. You know, we need every voice that, that speaks up specifically about these types of issues, but yeah, I'm still a sissy. I can't do it. Um, that's, that's just me. You. <laughs> that's, it's, I, it, there's something, I think that also because, because I also do think that there is value in having spaces that are, especially when there's something going on, you know, especially when there's, whether that's like, if you're talking about like a flare up in Israel or some kind of massive political issue or something like that, I do think that there is during those times, there is even more value in having spaces that are not talking about that. Because um, because it does become this bombardment, yeah. you know, this echo chamber of, you know, things that just get piled on and piled on. So I, that's that to me is I feel that that's where I feel I have my uh, like my impact my effect is is where is being that calmer space especially when things are more hectic.
1: A hundred percent, and I totally respect that. I hear you. I hear you. We need we we need both.
0: <laughs> right. We need okay.
1: someone awareness, and we need someone to escape when that awareness becomes too much for our brain.
0: Exactly. We need. Yeah. We need, okay. So you'll take you take you take the crazy side, and I'll <laughs> be the calm and fluffy side. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll do it that way that seems it seems to be working um this this has been a really really beautiful and fantastic conversation and I feel like we touched on so many important topics and and I'm just so glad they were able to to take the time to to speak with me and 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 go through them because I, I also I'm really glad that I got a chance to know you a little bit better through this conversation because I am such a I'm such a huge fan of your designs they're beautiful, and I always love getting to know the people behind the designs. Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about you, Aureli, or see your beautiful pieces, where can they go?
1: They can go on Instagram. They can go NoahJewelry.shop is my no sorry that's my that's my website and my Instagram is at Noah Line. You can email me if you want to hit me up personally. Um, I'm here on every platform, basically.
0: That's fantastic. The last thing that I want to ask you is what I ask everyone who comes on the show, and that is to you, Aurelie Berdugo, what does it mean to make an impact?
1: Um, It means to me to a good impact. Of course, a good impact means to leave a positive influence on someone, um, say something to to someone that will leave them thinking about what you said and, and hopefully uh, bring, a, bring a positive change into their lives. Um, yeah, and, and, and also bringing awareness to certain causes is making is making an impact as well.
0: I could not agree more. Thank you so much for coming on today, Aureli. I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that too.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Aureli, her links are in the show notes. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of Impact Fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 16 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org recalcitrant-parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses, original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rivki Squids. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.nyc. As always, here's to making an impact together.